0: Welcome to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. My name is Aminta Geisler, and I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you talking about God's Word and applying it to real-life situations. The goal of this podcast is to inspire you and equip you to run the race of faith well, one practical step at a time. Because just like a weight is useless if a person doesn't pick it up and do the workout, so faith will be useless if a person doesn't do the work of putting their spiritual knowledge into action. Together, let's go beyond learning into implementing, one practical step at a time. And let's grow stronger in our faith. Today on the show, I have the privilege of talking with Michael Bush. Michael's an infielder and batting powerhouse for the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. He just finished a really successful junior season with a batting average of 290, 16 home runs, and 57 runs batted in. He was voted the ACC Tournament MVP. And recently, Michael was picked in the first round of the Major League Draft by the L.A. Dodgers. So this is an extremely exciting time for him and his family, and it is such an honor for me to have him today on the show. While his game stats are stellar, the main reason that I asked Michael to be here is because more than on the field and in the batter's box, Michael is known for the content of his character. In a recent interview, his coach said, Michael Bush is right up there with the most skilled college players but he's an even better person. He is one of the best kids I'll ever coach. What a compliment. I think that's incredible. To me, that's the mark of someone who's living out their faith in a practical way. So I wanted to take some time for Michael today to share a little bit of his story and his faith, and then answer some questions about what it's like to be a man in sports and a man of faith at the same time. And my hope is that by hearing his story, we will all be inspired to walk out our faith on the field a little more boldly. So welcome to the show, Michael, and thank you for taking time to be here today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's an honor.
0: I'm so excited. So to start, let's talk a little bit about when you were growing up here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. What sports did you play in high school?
1: Uh, So I played football in the fall, hockey in the winter, and then baseball in the spring.
0: Cool. And so was baseball always your favorite sport or did that develop later on?
1: Um, it it wasn't always my favorite sport. Um, I, growing up, it was always kind of the season that I was in. Um, so whether it was football, (laughs) hockey or baseball, um, but as I got older, baseball was always just kind of like the sport that I played the most. So, um, yeah, it developed into my favorite sport.
0: Okay. And then what would you say were some of your biggest influences when in your youth years and in high school, what helped shape you into the player that you have become?
1: Um, just, I mean, there's a lot of guys, um, my coaches, you know my family, my, my dad, my brothers, even my sisters, my mom, um, just everything that they did for me, whether that was you know a part of the game or it was off the field, whether the type of person that I was, um, just everything kind of played into it and was a factor to you know everything that you know I've gotten um, ever since then.
0: I feel like um, the little that I know about you and your family, they've been, they're have been they pretty supportive of you. Do you have a pretty big cheering section at home?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I, I love it. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing better than having, you know, seven siblings and a mom and a dad back home that <laughs> you know that are always just having your back if anything goes wrong or good.
0: That's awesome. And your family too, um, let's transition a little bit. Were they integral in your faith story as well? Were they a big part of helping shape that for you as you grew up?
1: Yeah, th- I, honestly, they're probably the biggest part. Um, you know, it, a lot of people have different routes to, you know, finding Christ and finding Jesus and everything. Um, but, you know, I, I grew up as seventh of eight. So my older siblings, um, my mom, and my dad had a, a huge impact um, growing up, going to church. Um, and then w- one of the biggest things that I remember, you know, I didn't always want to go to church on Sundays mm-hmm. um, or church on Wednesdays yep. and never really wanted to read the Bible. Um, But, you know, it was always kind of implemented in my life, Um, whether that was just listening to Christian songs. Um, You know, we we ended up going to a a church called River Valley. And Mm. um, this was still at the kind of the point where I was young, you know, wasn't really like excited to go to church. And I think the worship, I was a big music fan. The worship really Mm. like got me connected and got me, you know, interested in just wanting to go to church and
0: I love that. I, You know, the the older I get, the more I realize how important it is for parents and families to set that culture mm-hmm. and bring kids to church, even when they don't feel like going. Yeah. Do you have a moment you can pinpoint um, in your faith story and say, this was the day that Jesus became my Savior, and I decided I was going to live that out?
1: Um, yeah, we, as a family, I mean, it was me, my brother, and my sister all got baptized, um, I think 13 years old, mm-hmm. um, and that it was kind of just like ever since then, um, and it was kind of a coincidence that you know me and my brother both got baptized in the same spot, and he's been probably the biggest you know part of that journey.
0: Cool, I love that. Uh, I can always cry at a good baptism, man. Mm-hmm. Those are just yes. those are so neat. So moving forward uh, in college, what do you do to grow your faith? Do you have um, what is God time? look like for you do you have like a routine that you do or how do you stay strong
1: uh there's yeah there's multiple things um that i try to do at least um you know it's it's a busy time so just trying to find anything that i can get to just try and indulge in his word or you know just try and learn more but as a baseball team we you know we, we have an AIA group athletes in action it's once a week every wednesday it's a, a bunch of the athletes at north carolina just trying to get together and know, go over something, um, just try and learn about them, talk about them. Um, other than that, you know, when we're on the road, um, Sunday mornings, we'll always kind of have a Bible study. Hmm. A bunch of us will, you know, switch off switch off weeks on who's leading it and stuff. So stuff cool. like that, um, just trying to, you know, stay present in His Word and keep on going.
0: I love that. Man, I'm a big warrior for the Word. There's mm-hmm. no way otherwise other mm-hmm. than being in the Word. Um do you, Have you felt like it's been hard to stay strong in your faith in, in a secular sports environment? Or what have you done to help uh surround yourself and, you know, kind of bolster your faith?
1: Yeah, so it is hard. I mean, there's not everybody has been, you know, they haven't given, haven't been given the chance to kind of know Jesus and mm. stuff like that. I was fortunate enough to kind of have a whole family but you know i i've had friends on the team you know they're they're good people um they don't necessarily have a relationship with him um but you know they're they're really good people and for me you know just it it was really tough um but you know just trying not to judge anything um mm-hmm. you know we are just as much sinners as they are and just trying to understand mm-hmm. that and just trying you know just you know jesus was he didn't always just pound you know, faith into people's lives. He was, he kind of planted a seed and he was just a representation of, you know, a good life. Um, and just trying to be a good person and, you know, just trying to be respectful to everybody was one of the key things that I wanted to do. Um, I didn't really want to, you know, pound things into a person's life. Um, I kind of wanted them to find, uh, Jesus maybe in a way that, you know, was, it was calm and peaceful, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Just, I think, Jesus was really good at loving people where they were at. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that's what you've done um, from articles I've read from your teammates and stuff too, that you just do an amazing job of respecting everybody and encouraging. So I think that's really neat. Do you have like a uh, life verse or a favorite verse that you hold on to?
1: Um, I think one that comes to my mind is Psalms 46.1. God is ever present, or God is a refuge and strength, ever present in trouble. That's just, you know, every day, you know, whether it's sin or, you know, trouble in general, just every everything, you know, every day there's something that happens to us. Um, and just trying to recognize those things and try and learn from them. And, you know, whether that's, you know, reading the Bible or finding a verse to try and help whatever mm-hmm. happened, um, just trying to, you know, do that. And that, that one for me was just big just because it's, you know, it's every day uh, we find ourselves in trouble and, you know, sin.
0: And speaking of trouble, let's let's pause there for a minute, because I know that your freshman year didn't necessarily go how you wanted it to go. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that for a minute, that you had a real challenging year, uh, your first year um, as a Tar Heel. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, just what that was like?
1: Yeah. So in the fall of my freshman year, I, I did pretty well. Um, I started to get the hang of things a little bit. And then I actually opened up the opening day my freshman year. I was batting three hole um, on a team that, you know, we were at the end of the year, we were ranked number two in the country. So everything seemed like it was going pretty well. And then it was just a total, you know, downfall for me. Um, I struggled a little bit and I didn't I didn't really ever struggle during baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, high school baseball wasn't nearly, you know, as competitive as it was at this level. And I really just kind of tumbled and, you know, just trying to learn from that was really tough for me.
0: Mentally? You know, mentally, you yes. About? Mm-hmm. You
1: know, physically, I was kind of, I was kind of there physically, um, but mentally it was like, how, what do I do? So I, you know, I really hit the panic button um, mm-hmm. and I really didn't, you know, how, know how to, you know, learn from those things. Um, but towards the end of the year, um, as I still was struggling, I was batting under 200, Um But I kind of just looked at things and I was I I think I was trying too hard on my individual performance. Mm. Um, And then, you know, at the end of the year during postseason, it was kind of just like win or go home. And um, I think that time of the year, I really just tried to, you know, put myself in the shoes of a person who was just trying to help a team. And Mm. I think that's really when my performance enhanced to the playing level that I wanted it to and i that's honestly i think the biggest reason you know i kept on you know staying consistent kept on getting better as the years went on
0: mm-hmm. i love that because it speaks to a certain mindset and i mm-hmm. think um it has been said about you that you are a really humble player and i think maybe that freshman year of struggle taught you hum- humility mm-hmm. um and you just talked about how by the end of the season, you were whatever I need to do to help the team. And mm-hmm. it's not about me. It's about helping the team. And I love that. Do you do you feel like it's been hard to stay humble now that you have had such amazing success? Or is that uh, a lesson you learned and have been able to hold steady?
1: Um, yeah, I, that was kind of a big lesson for me. I, I haven't really found, um, you know, I really haven't found happiness in, you know, being talked a lot about by somebody or, Mm. you know, having a lot of, like, positive encouragement. I've really just found, like, happiness and honestly, just, like, helping others um, and making sure that others are kind of, like, happy. Um, I mean, for me, you know, when kids on my team struggle a little bit, um, I almost kind of feel that pain for, Mm. I don't don't know why. Um, But, you know, not that it doesn't, you know, hurt a little bit when I don't do well, but, Um, kind of that humbleness is kind of, I don't know, it's just, I think it's just a representation of my family. Um, you know, the friends that I grew up with and Mm. just coaches and, you know, everybody that has helped me get to this place.
0: I love that. You know, I think that's what, uh, sports are such a good metaphor for life. Mm -hmm. And I think learning how to be a part of a team and serve and fill your role and hurting when your team hurts and rejoicing when your team rejoices. I think, man, that is just, that is what is so amazing Mm -hmm. about playing a sport and, and, uh. Learning uh, how to be a great Christ follower out of that, and yeah. so I I love that example. What? Let's talk. Let's shift gears now from hardship into success because you have had um, a wonderfully successful season and just got drafted, as I mm-hmm. mentioned in the beginning. And so this is a really exciting time. Let's talk a little bit about the draft going in. Were you nervous? Were you excited? How are you feeling?
1: Um, I would say the weekend, the day of, kind of that afternoon, I was I was really excited. Um, as we got into like hours and minutes, it was it was kind of like nerve wracking, <laughs> like because you don't. A lot of people say it going into the draft, the best expectations are to have like no expectations, because. Mm. Um, you know, you, you, no one ever knows like what's going to happen. Um, but you know, it it was kind of nerve wracking just kind of knowing that. Um, but you know, it was, it was cool just to have family and friends around. Um, you know, I, I knew my family was going to be there and then all of a sudden 20, 25 kids started rolling in, um, just cool. as teammates. And it was, it was really humbling just to know that they were there and, you know, kind of supporting me, which was really, really cool.
0: That is really cool. It's so fun to see, um, how people have rallied around you, that's really neat, so then, how did you feel when your name was called and you were drafted thirty first so how 31st. did you feel?
1: um it's just hard to put in the words and I know a lot of people say that um but it was like i say it, it's hard to put in the words it was it was exciting um humbling, and you know it was just a it's it's crazy to think about like five six years ago to be in this situation was you know not even up in the air. Um, so just to be in that situation was, was real. it was exciting to say the least. Um, but, you know, maybe a couple months from now, I'll have more words for it.
0: <laughs> it's still kind of fresh, isn't yeah, it? Yes, it's only it been is. like a week and a half, I yep. think. So it's still pretty fresh. It's, um, but what a adventure that oh, God yeah. has you on. I'm really excited to see where he takes you. Do, do you think that there are is there anything you could say that helped you get to this next level? If you, if somebody asked you, How'd you get here, Michael? How did you get to a kid from Minnesota who's now been drafted into the major leagues? Is mm-hmm. are there is there one thing you could point to or a couple things, you know, what what helped you get to this stage?
1: Um, I mean, first of all, God gave me these abilities, talent. Um, to kind of, you know, I didn't know if it was baseball, football, hockey, you know, but you know, just to kind of, you know, live each day, um, not really worrying about the future, just kind of, you know, uh, I really learned this from a bunch of my players my freshman year, and that God always has a plan, you know, Mm. he knows whether you're going to go four for four or four in the day. (laughs) Um, But, you know, baseball was kind of, it was a a good sport to me. And, you know, it, it has its ups and downs, but staying humble and, you know, kind of looking at that aspect of baseball really helped me.
0: Well, would you say, um, that there's one thing that you did that's different than what other kids did? Is, is it a result of, of work that you did or, uh, gifting or how, do you have one yeah. thing?
1: Um, I, I wouldn't say there's one thing. It was kind of, a all of, a, you know, a combination of a ton of them, you know, yep. God gave me these abilities, but then, you know, I, I didn't sit back and, you know, sit on the couch and watch TV all day. Kind of got up and worked, um you know, kind of for this. And that's not always, you know, you have to, every little thing you do, um, Mm -hmm. you know, relaxation and, you know, sitting down and watching TV sometimes is a good thing. Um, But, you know, kind of, you know, wanting, you know, to be the best I could be was um, a real impact of why, you know, I was in the weight room, you know, as a seventh grader Um, and having just family around me that really, you know, really gave me positive encouragement about that. So, I mean, to say the least, I think it was just a combination of a ton of things.
0: Cool. So with with that, do you have any advice that you would give? Um, you know, for those kids that are in youth sports or in high school sports and they're they still have a dream in their heart, right? And they're listening to this, going, Man, this guy has achieved his dream. Do you have any advice for them moving forward about what you would say um to a kid who's looking to Maybe follow in your footsteps.
1: Um, yeah, I, I would just say, you know, don't get too caught up in, you know, life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God God has a plan for everybody. And but every I, and that doesn't mean, you know, well, whatever I do, like, that's what God wants me to do. God wants you to go out there and whatever you do, whether that's in, in the weight room, at school, um, you know, whatever it is, just work extremely hard at it. You know, work as hard as you can at it. And, you know, that's, that's what God wants in, in the end.
0: I love that. That's great advice. Thank you. Um you know and that, that is so scriptural that whatever yeah. you do work with all your heart as if you're working for the Lord and that that can be a mark of our faith is yeah. that we are devoted. So, I love that. Can you answer just maybe a question for parents? It, looking back, is there anything that your parents did or your family did and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but for parents out there how can they help encourage their young athlete to stay strong in their faith? What can parents do to help? Because I think um, sports are so great and they're a metaphor for life, but they are not always a great uh, training ground for faith. It can sometimes be a hostile environment. So do you have any um, just advice or encouragement for parents for how um, they can help their athletes stay strong?
1: I mean for me growing up my parents you know we they we always went to church but it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to go to church um but they you know they they made sure I was there um mm-hmm. you know almost every sunday that we could make it and I feel like a lot of parents and even kids just want it you know whatever you guys want to do we can do sometimes like growing up that's not like as a as for as a parent um not mm-hmm. that I would know but um <laughs> just you know sometimes the kids don't know the best, and you know providing providing a good foundation for their life um is something that they have to do, and you know giving them that foundation that's, might not necessarily be what they want to do, but you know in in the future like the you know having this foundation for me really you know just bless my
0: life so stay the course it' yes. kind of your encouragement to parents keep going, keep bringing them to church, just keep pa- encouraging them. Yes. In their face, mm-hmm. I love it. You know, one of the things that I read about you that I thought was really cool, in an article, it said that you really have studied the game. And you felt like that has helped you, um, especially as a batter, is that you have studied the pitches that are going to be coming at you and the pitchers that are gonna, you're going to face. And so to me, you're just very intentional about what you do and intentional with your time. And so... Do you have, and I'm guessing the answer is yes, but that same intentionality around your faith? Because I think it's so important to get that message out um, to people that the same work that you put into sports, there also needs to be work that goes into your faith. So for instance, moving forward into the the major leagues, do you have a plan or do you have like an intention about how you're going to keep strong faith as you enter this whole new season of life?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of unclear now. Um but, you know, I, I have a a core group of guys, whether that's my brother, my friends, you know, my family um that, you know, I can always go to. Mm. Um but, you know, I mean, coming to North Carolina, it was uh, it was unclear also like what I would do whether it would right. be like a group and it, it kind of just fell into that. Um kind of and I I'm guessing that's how it's going to be, you know, at the next level. Um but I, I expect, you know, it maybe not be as easy as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, when it comes down to it, I'll still have, you know, a good foundation of, you know, people back home um, and, you know, friends kind of everywhere. But, you know, just it's pretty unclear right now. But I right. think as time goes on, it'll get a little easier.
0: Absolutely. What are you most excited about moving forward? Do you have <laughs> something that stands out to you or what... Looking forward, what is?
1: There's so many exciting things, um, not not just baseball, just you know, life in general. Um, so just trying to enjoy those moments and you know, building more relationships with other people. Um, I think would just be probably the most exciting things for me.
0: Love that. All right, one final question: How can our listeners be praying for you? Because um, I I feel like now I'm like Team Michael, and anywhere you uh, go, play, I'm going to be watching, and I feel like our listeners are going to feel that same way. Uh, how can we be praying for this guy who is a Christian that he'll be able to impact uh, whatever team that he lands on? So how can what's one thing we can be praying for you for?
1: Well, you, like you just said, just impact other people. Um, but I think as everybody goes into something new um, they, and they don't know what to expect, just try and you know, stay strong in faith, um, and just provide guidance, um, to whatever that, whatever that is, you know, just to try and keep a clear mind and, you know, just help me just to, like you said, impact others, which would probably just be the biggest thing for me.
0: All right. I love that. I think you have a great attitude moving forward into a new season. Um, Michael, before we close, would it be all right if I just pray with you and yes. just pray a blessing over you and then we'll go. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the opportunity today to speak with Michael and thank you for the blessing that you have so obviously poured out over his life. Thank you for his strong faith. Thank you for how he loves you and he loves those around him. Thank you that he lives his life for your glory. Lord, I just pray for continued favor over him, both on the field and in his life. I pray for his glove and his bat to stay hot. I pray for protection from injury. I pray for wisdom and discernment as he moves forward. Lord, I pray that he would have extraordinary influence over his teammates and his fans. I pray that he would be like a beacon of light in the darkness, pointing others to your truth and your love by the way that he lives. Lord, I pray for confidence for him, that he would be able to lead with confidence, knowing that you've gifted him and you've brought him to this stage, and that you intend to use him to show your power and your might. Lord, I pray that he would be a leader that has a servant's heart and a sacrificial attitude and a generous spirit. Lord, let the words of his mouth and the meditations of his heart and the actions of his game be pleasing to you forevermore. In your name, amen. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to share about your faith story. And I just want to wish you the best moving forward.
1: Thank you so much. It was, it was really fun to be here and you know talk about things. Um, as it, It's only been a week and a half, two weeks, like you said. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of fun to talk about all this.
0: I love it. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Mint. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and that you were able to glean some practical next steps to help you run the race of faith. Living according to God's truth isn't easy, but it's worth it. So let's do this faith journey together. Invite you to join me next time when we discuss the difference between self-care and soul care with my friend and expert, Angie Nippert. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the Mint podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Mint Podcasts are a production of Reckless Abandoned Ministries, an organization that is insanely focused on loving God and loving others. RAM is passionate about helping to eliminate hunger and homelessness among youth, and we invite you to join us in giving the pursuit of crazy love away to those who need it most. Information, opportunities, as well as other Reckless Abandoned event information can be found at amintageisler.com.